and sisters in Christ, we greet you in the name of our Lord and our Savior, who is the Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Amen. Go ahead and share this with your neighbors, with your friends. Let them know that K Chapel Online is live right now and you're watching and you're inviting them to watch along with you. Why? Because we've come to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And we want you to come along and join in worshiping with us. Listen, the praise band is here. The, we got a men's group here this morning and they're going to sing this morning. Deacon Ashley is here. We're going to worship and praise the Lord together. We want you to do so with us. Won't you join me in a moment of prayer? Father God, right now, come into this place, come into this sanctuary. Lord, not just this place, but all around the world, oh God, where many are joining us right now by live stream online how whatever means that they're hearing my voice and seeing this picture oh god i pray now that you move in their hearts move in their homes have your way oh god by your spirit by your grace and by your might do something new for us on this morning do something new for us in this space do something new in our hearts Speak a word, O oh God. We need to hear from you. We need to feel your presence. We need to hear your voice. We need to know once again and be assured that you've got the whole world in your hands. And when it's all said and done, we'll be able to say, it's all good and it's all God. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on and listen. Let's join us. Join these men this morning as we enter into worship now. God bless you. It's 
all God. It's all God. It's all God. It's all God. It's all God. It's all God. And if, if I was just oh, anybody. I say it's all good, but I don't care. It's all God, but I don't care. It's all God. The Bible says. Psalm 27 and 13. David said, I had fainted, lest I have believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. But what we have come to understand and know that even when it doesn't look good, it's working for our good. So wherever you are this morning, just join in with us this morning and just, just help us sing this right here and say, it's all, it's all good. It's all God. It's all God. Everything going on in my life. It's all good. Know that it's all it's God. All God. I had a few hills to climb. It's all good. Oh, 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 oh. It's, all it's God. all God. I don't know how you feel today. disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds and after he had dismissed the crowds he went up on the mountain by himself to pray when evening came he was there alone but the boat by this time was a long way from the land beaten by the waves for the wind was against them and in the fourth watch of the night In the fourth watch of the night, he began, he came to them walking on the sea. 
But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Let us pray. Precious Lord, I come to you as Jesus came to you on the mountain. Lord, this world is experiencing a pandemic. And Lord, we know you and only you can heal this land. Lord, look after those who come before you asking for your forgiveness. Lord, help those in the hospitals. Help those that are sick. Help those that are bereaved. Lord, guide our government so that they will make the right decisions and follow you. Lord, we ask that you look over this city. Lord, we ask that you look over this state. Lord, we also come to you asking you to lead our pastor as he guides us in the way that you would have him. In these and all other prayers, in your darling son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hey, Derek, you know, it's an interesting thing. The Gospels record this same story. And when you read the Gospel of Mark, when you read this passage in Mark's Gospel, Mark chapter 6 it is, is an interesting turn of phrase when Jesus comes walking on the water. In Mark 6, right around verse 48, it says, And he would have passed by them. That messed me up when I read that. Every time I read that, it said, and he would have passed by them. And it, and it always, it, it, I used to, Pat, I used to have trouble with a song theologically. But that verse makes sense now when we say, pass me not, O gentle Savior. That, it makes sense now. Hear my humble cry Oh, while My, my, my That's it Go ahead and sing it in your house Y'all help me say that, that's it you call him this morning. I'm calling you Savior. Oh, Savior. Won't you take him? 
singing in your house this morning. Oh, I'm calling you, Savior. Oh, Savior, won't you take Because they cried, he came to see about them. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Listen, it's time that we give now in this our offering. Many of you have already done so by mailing your tithes or dropping them off by the office. We're always, always so grateful for your faithfulness in your giving and in your tithing and offerings. If you have not had a chance to do that, you can always uh, go on your, the K Chapel app right now and do that any time of day or night. You can give when the Lord so inspires you to do so. Also, you can text the number that's on your screen right now and give in that manner or format. Whatever you do, make sure that you do so regularly, cheerfully, for God still loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen. Come on and give right now. And this male chorus, this male, what do I call it? Chorus or quartet, quintet? A few of us are going to sing, so yeah, we're going to all sing a little bit. How about we, the willing? The will, there you go. All right, we're going to all sing together. The willing are coming now. Amen. Do you ever stop and look back over your life? Yeah. And think about how good God has been to you. Can't you see he brought you while danger was all around you? Yeah, I'm sure someone out there can agree with me today as I look toward heaven and say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the reason I don't mind thanking you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Whoa, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Lord, I know you've been so good. Oh, Lord, I know you've been so good. You watched over me all night long. And Lord, I know you've been so good. Say it again, y'all. Lord, I know you've been so good. 
to edify your kingdom. Help us to build your kingdom with these. In your daughter's son, Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Kane Chapel. Here's a quick look at our morning announcements. Let's lace up for the race of our lives. We have got to get busy. Oh, hi there. Praise God. This is your social responsibility advisory. We are in the race of our lives. 2020 is one of the most important elections we will ever have. I want to talk to seniors first. Now, get out your calendar. September 21. Mark it on your calendar through October 31st. All seniors ages 65 and above, you can call in or go down to the circuit clerk's office and put in your absentee ballot. Now, there are some requirements. And I, if you didn't get this card from our circuit clerk in Hines County, I can just tell you what it said. If you are permanently or temporarily disabled, you can do absentee voting. If you are 65 and over, you can do absentee voting. And we have a new law that if you're taking care of someone with COVID or you have COVID, you will not be required to vote in prison, but you can ask for an absentee ballot. The last category, if you happen to be out of town, not in Jackson or what city you live in on election day, November 3rd, you can do absentee voting. So get ready for absentee voting is coming. I'm putting this calendar aside because I need to talk to my young people. All right, now to my 18-year-olds, if you are turning 18 before October 5, you can register to vote this year. Anyone that just moved to Jackson, especially our new students in the area, you can also register to vote in Hines County. Now, I'm asking you to make that a priority. Register before October 5. Now, there are only a couple of other things that I want to remind you. This election year, we will make history. And your vote could make the difference. We can't tell you who to vote for, but what we can tell you is this is your advisory. It is important. It is your social responsibility to register and vote. Praise God. Take care. That's right, Kay Chapel. We are in the race of our lives. Here's a little more information to be sure we're ready for this upcoming election season. Don't forget, October the 5th is the last day to sign up to vote. And if you need to register to vote, you're in luck. Reach Mississippi will be hosting a voter registration drive here at Kay Chapel on the parking lot next Saturday, September the 26th from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. And if you need a ride down to the circuit clerk's office or to the precinct on voting day, no need to fear, Kay Chapel is here. We'll be offering transportation down to the circuit clerk's office on September the 26th, October the 1st, the 24th, and the 31st. And if you need transportation on November the 3rd, you can sign up for transportation to a selected number of precincts. Check out the Kay Chapel app or the Facebook page for more information and to complete the required registration and waiver forms, be sure to pay attention to the deadlines noted on the form. 
Flu season is upon us, K Chapel. So here's a quick reminder from your health ministry to get the flu shot and not the flu. Remember to pick up your communion this upcoming Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Hey, Driscoll. Hey. Did you hear the big news about Children's Church? Oh, yeah, I know. They post the weekly messages on the K Nucleus page. Bigger. Oh, yeah, I know. They changed the name to K Kids. No, bigger. What can be bigger than that? Children's Church is going live. Live? Yes, live. Oh, man, I got to see this. How do we see it? All you have to do is click the link today to RSVP, but you have to RSVP because it's live. Awesome. I'm going to do that today. in October see all your teachers and friends from Children's Church. You get to laugh, dance, and learn about God. It's going to be awesome. RSVP now at the K Chapel app. That's all for this morning, K Chapel. Happy Sunday. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for the just made announcements. Listen, it's an exciting time uh, here in our at, at Cade and as well as around the state and around the nation. So much is going on. I want to thank Reverend Harrington uh, and Sister Mae Jones, uh, as well as our superintendent of Sunday School, uh, Deacon Wright, uh, for the collaborative effort uh, being made uh, to make sure that we get the vote out uh, this November. You got all of the information, and so thank you so much uh, for you all taking the lead on that and making sure that the vote each vote counts amen you will hear more about that as we get closer to the election but we don't have a lot of time so let's make sure that the registration those of you who need to be registered if you have people in your home in your house uh, people who you think may not be registered go ahead and have the conversation with them get them out of here and make sure they get registered so that they can vote in this upcoming election if uh, someone recently turned 18 and they're eligible to vote let's make sure that they get voted if there is uh, a problem on their voter registration card you want to get that settled before it's time to vote if there's a misspelling on the name or anything like that you want to get that corrected before it's time to vote amen and you can do that it's as simple as a phone call how do i know because i did it myself so make sure that you get those things taken care of before it's time to vote uh, so that each vote counts amen 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 listen uh, excited about what's happening with our children's church uh you, you saw pops last week and and pops is pops is a big hit i, I think pops is a big hit. so we're, we're excited about things that are going to be happening with our kids our kid kids children's church and thank uh kanisha duvall for her leadership and all of the youth workers uh, who are working so diligently uh to make sure that our children uh, stay engaged uh, in their faith development during uh, this pandemic season listen i want you to be in prayer uh, for sister odessa fortune sister odessa fortune lost her oldest sister, Dorothy Molden, on this past Thursday. Uh, the graveside service is being planned for Saturday, September 26th uh, in Greenville, Mississippi. And so be in prayer for Sister Odessa Fortune. Sister Fortune is one of our newer members, uh, so especially lift her up. Uh, and let her feel the K-Chapel love. Amen. She's a new member of our family, so let's make sure we lift her up and get in contact with her. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Listen, we've got some new members uh, that we want to welcome at this time. Is that right? We want to welcome our new members. Amen. I told you all, listen, the church is still growing. The church is still moving and God is still in control. So let help help welcome our newest members, uh, Melvin and Bonnie Scott. Uh, we have Quinta Scott and we have George Williams Jr., four new members uh, who have completed their new members orientation. And we want to fellowship them in into K Chapel right now. So look, come on, you know what I need you to do. Give them a virtual right hand of fellowship. Let get, get put that right hand on the screen. Let them know that you love them. The Scott family, George Williams Jr., we welcome you to K Chapel where we worship, grow, connect, and serve. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Welcome to K Chapel. Amen. 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 Listen, y'all, y'all know I love, uh, I love quartet singing. So thank y'all for letting me sing with y'all this morning. I really appreciate it. Take me back to something I did a few years ago. So if I know this one, don't be surprised if I get on that mic again. God bless you. We're going to get ready. We're going to get ready and hear the word. But right before the word, there's one more song that we want to give. Amen. What is it? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Amen. God bless you. These men are coming now. Oh, 
Y'all can't tell, we're having a good time here this morning. We really are. We really are enjoying worshiping the Lord together and singing his glorious praises. I want to, again, invite your attention to Matthew's gospel. While you are turning there, Matthew 14, let me also mention uh, that here at the church, we are continuing to monitor uh, the numbers of the spread of COVID-19 in our community and, and throughout our state. We are making uh, decisions based on those numbers and, and we are continuing to think through best practices and best protocols uh, that will keep people safe. One of the things that we are doing, uh, beginning tomorrow actually, uh, we are opening uh, our parking lot for those students in our community who may not have uh, access to internet services, access to a strong Wi-Fi connection. Uh, we have boosted our signal so that our entire parking lot uh, is covered with a Wi-Fi signal. And so if students uh, in the neighborhood, students in the community need access uh, to be able to do their homework or turn in assignments or download uh, particularly large files, things of that nature, uh, you can come to the parking lot. There are signs that are, will identify uh, where the hot spot parkings, par par parking spaces are. Uh, stay in your vehicle, and, and uh, there are instructions on the signs uh, where you will text a number, and then the passcode will be text back to you. Uh, we want to make sure that no student who needs access to the Internet 
uh, goes without. And so just bring your smart device and you will have a strong internet connection so you will be able to do uh, your classwork and homework uh, and turn in your assignments. Another thing that we're doing, uh, we are beginning to come up with protocols and procedures to allow small, uh, small groups uh, who need access to the building, need access uh, to particular parts of the campus uh, to do ministry. Uh, we are not uh, just opening up for people to meet, but those uh, who need specific reasons to be in the building. One of those uh, are one of those needs we recognize are our young people, Youth for Christ, uh, who we want to re-engage and make sure that they stay uh, engaged in the worship uh, uh, portions of service. Uh, and so we are going to be opening up the gymnasium uh, periodically so that they can get in in small groups uh, and practice in that way. Uh, and so we're, we're, we're doing our due diligence, and there's a, there's a whole list of protocols that parents uh, will get the communication for how we're doing that, what we need them to do so that their child uh, and they will stay safe in that process. Uh, I, I'm saying all of this because I want you to know that we're not just sitting this out uh, and just sitting on our hands, uh, but we are being thoughtful about how we re-engage the spaces, how we re-engage uh, our, our, our church congregation and ministries, uh, of our church, and, and you will be hearing more about that. Also, uh, last thing, we did open our daycare in a small, uh, limited amount uh, of enrollees a couple of weeks ago. We wanted to see how that goes. We had a soft opening. Uh, so far, that has gone well. We've had no uh, issues, uh, no sickness. Uh, there's a whole uh, list of protocols that parents have been given uh, to make sure that, that their children stay safe. And so we're thankful that we, our staff is back uh, uh, the the uh, cafeteria workers are back, uh, the teachers are back, and we are beginning to re-engage that. Uh, we want to stay prayerful, we want to stay safe, and we want to do this in a way that keeps everybody safe and do it in the right proportion of numbers uh, so that we don't contribute to any spread. And so we're, we're, think, we're, we're thankful uh, that we have a staff who is helping us uh, to do those things. Now, that being said, let me say this. Uh, we are not rushing getting back into the sanctuary. We are talking about uh, just small spaces at this point, uh, just small spaces with small groups. Uh, and so we will continue to worship in the format uh, that we are right now. Amen? Amen. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, uh, beginning with the 22nd verse. And you've read it or you've heard it read in your hearing by uh, Deacon Ashley. Uh, I, I Well, let me go just go ahead and, and, and reread it with you. Some of you may have joined us a little late, so let's, uh, let's read it together. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. When the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. They cried out for fear. Straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. When Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. 
But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. I want to talk from the subject this morning. I'm in the middle of something. I'm in the middle of of something. I'm in the middle of something. The middle of something can be the best of a thing or it can be the worst of a thing. The middle of something can be the best part of an event, of an experience, or it can be the worst part of an event or an experience. Marcus, the middle of a watermelon yeah, that that's yeah, that that's the heart of the melon and, and it should be the sweetest part of that watermelon. The y'all know the biscuit that's in the middle of the pan? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. The or that yeast roll that's in the middle of the pan. It it, it, it that that's the one that everybody everybody wants that one. The best part of a cinnamon roll, that middle that that middle part where where it's gooey and 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 sweet and it, it, that that's the best part the middle part can be the best part of a thing but the middle can also be the worst part the it can be the most critical part of a thing event or experience sometimes when when people get to the middle of their lives they have what's called a midlife crisis talk to me somebody because they suddenly come to the realization that they probably have fewer days in front of them than they have behind them when when somebody describes their current situation as being uh, between a rock and a hard place what they're saying is is that they're in the middle and they don't have many options there's no room to really do anything to make a big difference and they're squeezed in the middle middle child syndrome is a theory that says that the middle child oftentimes feels displaced and excluded in the family unit because they don't get the privileges of the older child and they don't get the indulgences of the younger child. They're just stuck in the middle. The middle, the middle, the middle of a thunderstorm is when the rain is the hardest, when the wind is the highest, when the lightning is the brightest, when the thunder is the loudest. The middle of the lake is usually the deepest part of the water. The middle of the day is the hottest part of the day. The, the, the middle of the night, you don't want to get a phone call in the middle of the night because there can't be good news and the setting for this morning's text is a trifecta of experiences with the disciples right in the middle watch this watch this the disciples are in the middle of the sea of galilee in the middle of the night in the middle of a storm did you hear me that they're in the middle of the lake in the middle of the night in the middle of the storm. It's one bad situation on top of another, on top 
of another. Can anybody relate to that this morning where it's one thing on top of another, on to one challenge on top of another, on top of another, one deadline on top of another, on top of another, one assignment on top of another, on top of another, and you're just caught by life circumstances and time itself right in the middle. You didn't necessarily do anything. Life just has you where you can't do much of anything else because you're in the middle of something right now. But if we're honest, if we're honest, it's not always life circumstances and time that has us caught in the middle. Sometimes we're caught in the middle because of our own personal poor decisions. You don't have to admit it right now, but, but some of the stuff that has you in the middle right now is a direct result of decisions that you have made or refused to make. And your dereliction of making the decision has put you in the middle of a situation Wish I had a witness in here. Some, some college student is starting to feel the pressure right now because, because midterms are coming up and, and you're starting to feel the squeeze right now as you realize that in the first few weeks of school, you made some poor decisions. I wish I had a college student who would come on and talk to me right now. You made some decisions about how you're spending your time and, and, and you're in the squeeze right now because you see that you need to regroup and you're in the middle, somebody. Somebody's in the middle of a relationship that you need to get out of because you realize how toxic that individual is and how terrible that thing is and it's tearing you up on the inside. You're in the middle of something or maybe, maybe, maybe the things that you're in the middle of are not a result of poor decision making but it's just time management itself. You've overbooked yourself and you've overscheduled and you can't do anything else except for what you're doing because you don't have any time to do anything else. And don't ask me to do anything else. Don't call me, don't text me, don't email me because I'm in the middle of something. I can't take on anything else. You can identify with the disciples being caught in the middle. If any of those sound familiar to you, you're in the middle of a disagreement, in the middle of a bad decision, in the middle of a crisis, in, in the middle of something, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of treatment, in the middle of chemotherapy, in the middle of radiation, in the middle of a divorce, in the middle of something you wish you could get out of. This message is for you. Whatever you're in the middle of this morning, However you got there, there's good news in today's text. Because when you're in the middle of mayhem, in the middle of a mess, in the middle of a crisis, in the middle of a disagreement, whatever the situation is, the disconcerting thing about being in the middle is that there is as much on one side as there is on the other. And either way you go, Derek, it isn't easy. You, if you're in the middle, you got as much to go this way. Or if you decide to go back, you're in the middle. Either way you go, it's not going to be easy. Somebody right now is in the middle of divorce. If you decide to reconcile, that ain't going to be easy. If you decide to push forward, that ain't going to be easy. You're just in the middle. Either way, there's work. Either way, either way, there's as much in front of you. Either way you go, you've got some work to do. You've got some ground to cover. You've got a struggle that you've got to face. And here's what you need to ask yourself. Is what you're in, <clears throat> is it out of neglect or is it out of necessity? In other words, in other words, let me break that down. 
Is the experience you're dealing with right now a result find themselves in? It was not an issue of their negligence or neglect. But they had been sent there by Jesus. That, 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 that messed me up. The Lord, the Lord instructed them to get into a boat, to cross over on the other side. And because the Lord knows everything, surely he knew that they were going to run into a storm. In it was their willingness to obey their master that they got caught in the middle of a night, in the middle of a lake, in the middle of a storm. It was not because they disobeyed, Pat, but because they obeyed that they were caught in the middle of the night, in the middle of a lake, in the middle of a storm. It, it wasn't because they made a poor decision. It was because they decided to follow Jesus that they were caught in the middle of the night, in the middle of a lake, in the middle of a storm. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that there are times when following the master will get you caught in the middle. There are times when doing what the Lord said will cause you to suffer. There are times when following Christ will mean being squeezed by life itself. I told you about Elijah last Sunday. He spoke prophetically to King Ahab, the word of the Lord, and yet he still suffered from the effects of the drought when it came his way. Why? Because sometimes God puts us in the middle for necessary reasons. It was necessary for the disciples to get caught in the middle of this storm, in the middle of of the night in the middle of the lake in order to grow their faith. It was necessary for them to get caught so that they would know that Jesus had the power over all storms. It was necessary for them to be in the middle of the lake for them to know how deep God's love was for them. It was necessary for them to be in the middle of the night for them to know that Christ is the light of the world that drives away darkness. It was necessary. And when you're in the middle as a result of following the Lord, when you're in the middle of no fault of your own, when you're caught in the middle trying to do the right thing, good news is that it's not negligence, but it's necessary. There's some things that are necessary for you to go through, and the Lord intentionally put you in the middle of it. I know, I know, I know you don't like to think of the Lord that way. I know that it messes with your theology to know, to think, that the Lord would allow some things to happen in your life or make some things happen or intentionally put you in the middle of some storms, in the middle of a lake, in the middle of the night, but it was necessary. You didn't do anything wrong. It was just necessary. Mm. He wasn't punishing you. It was just necessary. It wasn't to mess you up or to mess your life up. It was just necessary, necessary for you to grow in your faith, necessary for you to experience just how powerful God is, necessary for you to discover more about yourself and more about the Lord, necessary so you will know for yourself that there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Tell your neighbor, type it in, it was necessary. 
I know it didn't feel good, but it was necessary. The songwriter said, I thank God for my mountains. I thank God for the valleys. I thank him for all he's brought me through. For if I didn't know, and if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. I wouldn't know what faith in God could do. In other words, it was necessary for me to go through it because when I went through it, I came out of it understanding more about who God is. It was necessary. It was necessary because I came out of it stronger in my faith. I came out of it more committed to Christ. I came out of it more deeply devoted to God. I came out of it more serious in my prayer life, more disciplined in God's word. It was necessary. When you find yourself in the middle of something, I want to share with you these three quick things, three quick things from the text. You can anticipate happening when you're caught in the middle. Number one, here it is. When you're caught in the middle of life, and its circumstances, here's what you can depend on. Jesus meets us in the middle of life's experiences. Jesus meets us in the middle. Verse 24 says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus did what? Went to them, walking on the sea. Here they are. Here they are. Here they are having completed their ministry assignment. Here they are following the instructions of Jesus to meet him on the other side. They get in the boat, start their journey. Everything is going pretty much as anticipated. They were perhaps doing what Gilligan said on a three-hour tour. That's all they expected it to take. They they set out and the skies were clear, the wind was calm, the water was flat. Perfect sailing conditions. Sun began to go down on the horizon. And they knew they would be traveling a little bit in the night, so that was no big thing. But as the sun went down and the stars began to twinkle in the night sky, Suddenly they started to notice the stars disappear one by one. Clouds begin to roll in. In the far distance, they begin to see what looks like camera flashes. But since there were no cameras back then, they knew that it was lightning in the distance. And just like that, they began to wonder how far off is that storm. The wind picks up a little bit and suddenly water that was flat begins to lap across and into the boat. They were not prepared for a storm. They started out bright skies, calm wind, flat water. But by the time they got to the middle of the lake, in the middle of the night, they were in the middle of a storm. It's in the middle of life's experiences that Jesus shows up. Can I show it to you? It says, it says in the text that Jesus came walking to them on the water. Now what I, what I like about that, what I like about that is that if you read the text, notice that, that they didn't call on Jesus. 
He just showed up. That'll preach by itself. He, they, no, nobody had cried out, Lord, Lord, where are you? Because they knew he was back on the mountain somewhere, but he showed up anyhow. Do I have a witness here? They had not started a prayer line. He just showed up. They had not started a conference call. He just showed up. They, they were not watching him praying. He just showed up. And the reason he showed up for them is the same reason he will show up for you is because he promised, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. The reason he'll show up for you, same reason he showed up for them, because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The songwriter put it in these words, I've seen the lightning flashing. I've heard the thunder roll. I felt sin's breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. I heard the voice of my savior beckon me still fight on he promised never to leave me never to leave me alone no never alone he promised never to leave me he just showed up i need to tell somebody whatever life has you in the middle of good news this morning is that the lord will show up when you're in the middle of it he'll meet you in the middle of it in the middle of your treatment in the middle of your sickness in the middle of your chemotherapy, in the middle of your radiation, in the middle of your trouble, in the middle of your hardship, in the middle of your crisis, in the middle of your situation, in the middle of your work issue, Jesus will show up. Number two, I'll tell you one to keep you long. Number two, number two, second thing you can expect when you're in the middle. Number two, he gives us power to manage what we're in the middle of. He gives us the power to manage what we are in the middle of. I love it. I love it. I love it. When Jesus makes his way to the boat, text says that he calls out to the disciples and says to them, don't be afraid. It is I. Interestingly, Jesus already knew they were scared. He, 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 his all-seeing eye understood that because of everything they were in the middle of, that fear had already creeped into their hearts. And so he comes to them walking on the water. The text says, you read, it says, they thought it was a ghost, a spirit, a hank. Come on and talk to me, y'all. If you're under 40, you don't know what I just said, but... They, they, they thought, they thought, they thought they were looking at a, a ghost. Because when you're in the middle of something, it doesn't take much for you to start seeing stuff that ain't there. I wish I had a witness. When, when you're in the middle of something, it doesn't take much for you to start making stuff up in your mind and, and playing scenarios out in your mind, things that you think might happen, things that you see could happen. And before you know it, you're running scared from your own shadow. Wish I had a witness in here. They, they thought they saw a ghost. And Jesus said, don't be afraid. It is I. Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, bid me come unto you. And Jesus said, come on. Come on. You want to walk on the water? Come on. You, 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 want, you want your feet? To be on top of the very thing that has you afraid? Come on. 
You want to master this situation the way I'm mastering it? Come on. You want to manage what you're in the middle of the way I'm managing it right now? Come on. And Peter gets out of the boat and starts walking on the way. He's the only disciple to ever do this. Starts walking on the water toward Jesus. What this tells us is that when we're in the middle of something that seems unmanageable, in the middle of something that looks to be impossible, in the middle of something that looks to be too deep and too much and too big and too out of control and, and, and too much to manage, God gives us the ability to manage what we are in the middle of. Peter starts to walk. Watch this. Peter starts to walk. Listen to me. Don't miss it. Peter starts to walk on top of what was giving him a hard time. Don't miss that. Peter starts to walk on top of what had caused him to be afraid. Peter starts to walk on top of what had been the problem for him and his brothers. He walks on top of what had been an issue for them all night long. He walks on top of what was their biggest problem. He walks on top of his biggest concern. He walks on top and starts to manage what he was in the middle of. I wish I had a witness in this house that God gives us the power to manage what we are caught in the middle of and we can walk on top of it rather than sink in it. You should know this morning, whatever you're in the middle of, the Lord will give you the strength that you need to be able to manage it. It's not too much. You can manage it. It's not too big. You can manage it. It's not too heavy a burden. You can manage it. It's not too deep an issue. You can manage it. It's not too hard of a problem. With the Lord on your side, you can manage it. How do you know I can manage it, preacher? It feels like it's too much. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what the doctor said. You don't know what the lawyer said. You don't know what the teacher said about my child. How do you know I can manage it? Because the word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know you can manage it because the Bible says with God all things are possible. I know you can manage it because the Bible says be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I know you can manage it because the Lord says my grace is sufficient for you. I know you can manage it because Paul said now unto him who is able to do ex exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or imagine according to the power that's working in you. You can manage what you're in the middle of because the Lord is in the middle of it with you. Last thing and I'm through. Last thing, here it is. When you're in the middle of something, remember this, that the Lord keeps us from being overcome while in the middle. He keeps us from being overcome while in the middle. But Sheldon, watch, watch, watch it, watch it. it text says that, that, that when Peter started walking on the water and managing what had been scaring him when he starts walking on the water and starts managing what he had been in the middle of that Peter looked at how high the water really was he looked at how dark the clouds still were he looked and saw the lightning still flashing 
And when he thought about what he was doing, it's like, it's like reality set in. It's like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm out of the boat in this. I have a witness in here. And when he thought about the impossibility of what he was doing, he got scared. And when he got scared and fear replaced faith, taking his eyes off of Jesus, the one who had allowed him to suddenly manage that which he was in the middle of. When he began to be afraid, he started to sink. Hear me, my brothers and sisters. Fear, listen to me, fear, real close, fear will cause you to miss out on what you actually have the power to manage. I need you to let that sink in for a minute. Fear will cause you to miss out on what you actually have the power to manage. You won't manage it because you're scared of it. And, and he's saying to you the same thing he said to Peter. Come on. We can do this together. We can manage this to get, we can get through this together. Come on. Peter looked. Fear replaced faith. And he started to sink. All he had to do was keep putting one foot in front of the other. But fear replaced faith. All he had to do was keep his eyes stayed on Jesus. But fear replaced faith. All he had to do was just keep walking. But fear replaced faith. And when he began to be afraid, he started to sink. The water that had been under his feet suddenly was at his ankles. And then it wasn't long that the water that was at his ankles was at his shin. And then suddenly the water that was at his shin was at his knees. And the water that was at his knees then got to his waist. And by the time it got to his waist in my sanctified imagination, I hear Peter crying out, Lord, that's enough now. It's gotten high enough. Save me. I'm in the middle of something I can't get out of. Save me. I'm in the middle of something, a situation that I had been managing, but now it's managing me. Lord, save me. And the text says that immediately the Lord stretched out his hand and caught him. I'm done, y'all. I'm done. But I need you to know that whatever you're in the middle of, the Lord will keep you from being overcome by it. It may look dangerous, destructive, or deadly, but the Lord will keep it from overcoming you. How do you know it, preacher? Because the Bible says in Isaiah 43 and 2, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. You ought to tell your neighbor, I'm in the middle of it, but I'm just passing through. I'm in the middle of it, but it's not going to overcome me. I'm going to overcome it. I'm in the middle 
middle of it, but I'm going through this water. I'm going through this fire. I'm going through these problems. I'm going through this situation. It will not, it shall not, it cannot overcome me. I'm just going through. I'm going through. And I'm through. But I need to tell you that when you're going through, you need to keep your eyes on the Lord. When you're in the middle of something, you need to turn your eyes to the Lord and keep your eyes stayed on the man in the middle. What do you mean the man in the middle? I'm talking about the man who was born in the middle of law and grace. The man in the middle. The man born between the Old Testament and the New Testament. The man in the middle, the man who came in the middle of Herod's massacre of male babies, the man in the middle, the man born in the middle of the night while shepherds kept watch over their flock, the man born in the middle, the man who hang in the middle of two thieves on Calvary's cross. Keep your eyes on the man in the middle, in the middle of life and death. I heard this man say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In the middle of his own dying, he had me on his mind. In in the middle of his own suffering he had me on his heart in the middle of his own pain he thought about my salvation that's why that's why that's why I'm keeping my eyes on him and my hand in his because he can handle whatever I get in the middle of he can deliver me in the middle of my mess he can help me in the middle of my pain he can save me in the middle of my problem he can heal me in the middle of my sickness he can encourage me in the middle of my darkness he can lift me in the middle of my depression. He can comfort me in the middle of my sorrow. He calms me in the middle of my fears. He pushes me in the middle of my doubts. He shows me in the middle of my darkness. He leads me in the middle of my confusion. He loves me in the middle of my sin. He forgives me in the middle of my wrong. I'm keeping my eyes on the man in the middle. I'm through, y'all. But my soul is happy because I know that whatever I'm in the middle of, I'm not in it by myself. Do I have a witness here? I said I wasn't going this far, but I feel pretty good now. Because I don't know about you, but I found myself sometimes in the middle of some things. I found myself in the middle of some situations. Do I have a witness here? I found myself in the middle of some problems. I found myself in the middle of some pain. But whatever I've been in, I discovered that I wasn't in it by myself. In the Lord, I discovered a long time ago that when I'm in it, the Lord is in it with me. It reminds me of an Old Testament story that I read about three Hebrew boys. You remember their names were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king threw them into a fiery furnace and had them to turn up the furnace seven times hotter than it had been before. And when they decided that they thought that it had been long enough, he had someone to look in and see what had happened to those three Hebrew boys. Somebody said, I see old Shadrach over there. I see 
see oh Bendigo right there and I see oh Meshach in that corner but wait a minute we put three folk in the fiery furnace where did that fourth man come from is there anybody in here who can testify this morning I've been in some things but I discovered that there was a fourth man that was somebody else who was in it with me you ought to thank God today say yes that he got in it with me he stayed in it with me he walked in it with me and he kept me almost let go But he stayed with me in the middle, in the middle of life's hardships. The man in the middle met me in the middle of my stuff. The middle of life's experiences. And listen, whoever you are, wherever you are, he'll meet you right now. The doors of the church are open. Listen, we, we've been taking in new members since this pandemic began. And I believe this, God isn't through yet. There's somebody yet watching right now. These services have been encouraging you throughout this season. You've been wondering where to turn and what to do and how to deepen your walk and how to make it more real. What, 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 what can I do, preacher, rather, other than just meeting you on Sunday mornings in virtual spaces? What can I do other than coming to Bible study online? How, how can I deepen my... I'm going to tell you right now. Here it is. Here it is. Make a commitment. Commitment with your heart. Make a commitment. Commitment with your mind. Make a commitment right now and tell the Lord... And then call and tell us that you've made the commitment with him and you're ready now to commit to us that we might be your brothers and sisters and that I might be your pastor. We might be brothers and sisters in Christ. There's a number on your screen right now. We want you to call that number. Somebody's waiting to talk to you, give you next steps, how to live out this faith how to be a part of us and how we might be a part of you. Let me lead you to salvation. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, simply say this, Lord, right now, I open my heart to you. Come into my life. Save me. Make me new. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on a cross for my sins. And I believe you rose again from the dead. And right now, I claim you is Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Call the number right now. Somebody's waiting to talk to you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He held me close, <laughs> right in the middle. So I wouldn't let go. His mercy. God's mercy kept me. So, so I wouldn't let go. Go. I almost now. I almost.
anybody ever been there? Felt like it. I felt like I just couldn't take life anymore. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> My problems had me bound. Mm -hmm. Depression weighed me down. But, but God held me close so I wouldn't let go. His mercy. God's mercy kept me. My God. Mm. So I wouldn't let go. I almost gave up. I was at the edge. I was right at the edge of a breakthrough but couldn't see. Devil really had me, but Jesus, but Jesus came and grabbed me, and he held me, he held me close, so I wouldn't, so I wouldn't let go. God's mercy, God's mercy held me, so I wouldn't, so I wouldn't let go. forth and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. We'll see you on Wednesday night. Amen for Bible study. God bless you. He kept me. He kept me.